0: And so it's really recognizing what your body needs and not apologizing for it, empowering yourself to take charge and say, I need these two days. I need these three days to rest. I need I need a rest for an hour every afternoon, like whatever it is. It's okay. There's no problem.
1: Resetters, Dr. Mindy here, and I am on a mission to teach you just how powerful your body was built to be. This podcast is about giving you the power back and helping you believe in yourself again. Let's jump in. On this episode of the Resetter podcast, we are going to dive into mental health, but from a totally different angle. So, I have brought you Megan Buer, and she is an emotion code expert. And I met her on Zach Bush's skin seminar that she and I did with Elle McPherson, and I really loved her approach to mental health and hormones. So I asked her to come on and chat with you all because one of the things that I've been seeing as I've been diving into the impact of emotional traumas on our hormonal health is that a lot of the traumas are hard for us to access. They are stuck in our tissues. So we can make conscious decisions to live life differently, to think about life differently, but what do we do with that stored trauma that is holding us back from living our happiest and actually best lives? So this is where I keep coming up with understanding uh, things like Emotion Code, EMDR, EFT. You all probably heard the interview I did with Jessica Ortner on EFT. These are incredible tools for getting to stuck traumas. So what I did with Megan in this conversation is we're going to talk about how we can approach mental health and hormones from a totally different perspective. So women, if you're looking to change the way you are approaching your go, 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 Uh, life and the way your people pleasing behaviors, all of that is creating traumas that can have a consequence on the hormones. So we talk about that in this episode, but we go even deeper into what can we do about it? How do we get to these stored stored emotions? How do we release them? How, what impact does that releasing of them have on our hormonal health? So this discussion with Megan is just beautiful. You will see what a thorough... Um, person she is, and I say that because I loved the way she is thinking through uh, traumas and hormones. It's not on the surface. It goes very, very deep, and I want you all to listen not only from a perspective of how we can start to change health for women, but is this a tool that perhaps can help you shift your mental health and improve your hormonal health? Because as you will hear, when a woman thrives, everybody around her thrives. So Megan Buer, Emotion Code. Um, there are discounts if, uh, in the notes if you want to reach out to her. And this is an incredible discussion. I am so excited to share with you all. When you're in the middle of a fast, do you ever hit a wall and then you really start to struggle? Like, I know this happens to me sometimes, like I'm going along, I'm feeling really good, and then bam, all of a sudden I'm out of energy, I'm starving, and it's like my brain is turned off. So check this out. If that's happened to you, there's a really good chance you're running low on minerals. Fasting makes your mitochondria produce more energy. It speeds up fat burning. It helps you make more ketones so your brain is really sharp. But the part of fasting that we don't talk enough about is that those benefits often come at an expense to your body. So you got to look at your body doing the right thing at the right time always. And when you hit that crash, it's a large chance that your body has had to use a ton of minerals to be able to supercharge you in the fasted state. And if your minerals are already low, you can end up depleted. So that is why I love Beam Minerals. They make a full-spectrum mineral supplement that is perfect for fasting. It's in a liquid form. It it literally tastes like water. You just have to take a shot halfway through your fast, and you can keep going a whole lot longer without the hunger and the fatigue. So if you want to experience this, if you want to try it in your fasting window and see what kind of results you get, just go on over to beamminerals.com. And enter the code Mindy for twenty percent off. And as always, let me know how it works for you. I'm really excited to bring this information to you all because you deserve to thrive in your fasted state. So we're just going to dive right in. And uh, let me just start by thanking you for coming to the Resetter Podcast. I I always say that. Even though you're interacting with me, really, there is an army of, of women and men that listen to this regularly and are dying to know more about how they can be healthier and happier. So thank you for being here. You're welcome. I'm happy to be here. Awesome. So the emotion code, I want to I start with that because I have to say that I've heard about the emotion code, the book, the process for years. And it was like every time I asked somebody to explain it to me, I became confused. And mm-hmm. then I sort of, it sort of fell out of my mind. And yet I'm hearing it in more and more conversations. So I'd love to just start with how'd you fall you know, how'd you become an emotion code expert? What is it that we need to know about it before we dive into how women can benefit from it?
0: Yeah. Um, well I will explain the emotion code and then I think explaining my story, particularly my story with my hormones and my, my health is going to help explain it a little bit more, give some real life, um, you know, insight into how it works in the day to day, but basically emotion code is a form of energy healing that works specifically on the subconscious mind to release emotional baggage. So, basically throughout our whole life, we have these experiences, whether they're big traumas or small stress, we have these experiences where we do not, we feel something and we don't process it. We don't, it's not validated. It's not acknowledged. It's not processed. We don't learn a lesson from it and it gets kind of stuck. Um, And what ends up happening is basically our body creates this energy and it can kind of be stuck in our energy field. It can get stuck in organs. It can get stuck in all different places. And, um, the emotion code finds those and clears it. Um, it's a very simplified way of, of talking about it, but, um, and, and to explain what a trapped emotion is, the example I like to give my clients is, um, you know, when you're driving down the road and a song comes on and immediately your entire body mind, mm-hmm. every put back into a specific memory, that's, ex- that's your subconscious at work there. There's some sort of trigger that song has triggered your subconscious mind in some way to go back into a memory. And so when, that's exactly how trapped emotions work. And so when we are going throughout our day and, you know, our kids are fighting or our boss is upset, or we've just got kind of day-to-day stuff. And we notice, you know, once we hit thirties, forties, fifties, we have got a lot of stuff. We're carrying a lot of stuff. Yeah. We've gathered a lot. A lot and, of baggage. Yeah. And so what we notice is those little things that should be day-to-day stresses are feel really big in our bodies. And we start to notice that, and that's what becomes chronic anxiety or chronic depression. It's just consistently these trapped emotions being consistently triggered over and over again. So what I really like about the emotion code is the fact that, you know, the goal of it is for you to be able to wake up in the morning and be authentically yourself and present in the moment of what's actually happening and not reacting Mm -hmm. out of anything from the past. Mm -hmm. So being able to show up in a relationship, in your relationship with your kids at work with your spouse and be who you are present in that moment without all this past junk coming along with it, you know, it's Mm -hmm. taking that off. Um, So, you know, I see people, you know, obviously with the big things, anxiety, depression, things like that, but the, anybody can benefit from this work. So as far as, you know, people with cancer or a neck pain or any sort of physical problem, there's usually always some sort of emotional connection. And that goes back to, you know, traditional Chinese medicine where every organ connects to a certain emotion and things like that. And so um, the, the interesting thing is, you know, for me, I was one of the women who was, you know, thyroids off, adrenals are burned out. Like I was just sick all the time. Um, but everything was fine. Nobody could figure out what was wrong, you know, and, um, and I was doing all the things I had the perfect diet and all the supplements. And, you know, I would just sit reading health books all day, every day was just researching for years to try and figure out how to basically feel better mm-hmm. and feel more like myself again. And I remember I kept hearing people talk about, you know, the mind body connection and energy work. And I was just like, first of all, it's just way too woo woo for me. Secondly, um, I, you know, I have a physical problem that I need to fix first, and then I will deal with my emotions. Like mm. maybe, it's, maybe it's another food I need to cut out. Maybe it's another supplement I need to add. Maybe it's this. And I was so stressed out trying to feel better yep. that I was making myself sick. <laughs> and what really happened was this journey to health is really what made me sick. And um when I when I finally kind of threw my hands in the air, I was like, fine, let's start some of this woo-woo stuff because nothing else is working. Um, that's when everything really started to shift. And I realized this was the missing piece was mm-hmm. that emotional piece. And that's once we got that in you know then it was like
1: everything i just started to feel better it was amazing interesting so you i want to make one point here because i think this is something i'm hearing in a lot of common conversations which is the woo woo we we like we like label something woo woo but i want to tell you there's a new word for woo woo in the health space right now and it's called neuroscience like <laughs> Literally. So, uh, you know, the fact that we are carrying some of these old beliefs that healing has to look in a, a certain way. Um, and if it doesn't look the way that the healthcare system we've been raised in has taught us, we call it <laughs> woo woo. Yes,
0: That's exactly. A-
1: Blows me away because exactly if you go back and look at indigenous cultures, you go back and look at the matriarchal society that used to exist, you know, centuries ago, woo-woo was highlighted. Intuition was highlighted. Emotions were respected. Ceremony was respected. And once we got into this linear path of healthcare, we became incredibly blind. Don't yes. you think?
0: Oh, absolutely! Yeah, because it's it's so much harder to um to profit off of your right. intuition, and that's your, you right. Know, like, that's it's, right. It's a lot harder to make money. It's a lot easier to make money off of a pill than it is to you know yes. have teach someone how to listen to their intuition.
1: But, but also, to your point, it's as the person on the healing journey, it's a it's it's a lot easier to take a pill. It's a lot easier if somebody tells me it's not my fault it's a lot easier if I can put the the blame outside of me. So what I'm hearing you say is that as we go along life, we're a bit like sponges, emotional sponges. Mm -hmm. And so every like emotional moment that kind of hits us, that gets absorbed in ourselves. And does it ever leave? Is it always there? Yeah. So that's the
0: thing is not every emotion that we feel throughout our lives is getting trapped. Um, it is more the emotions that are not validated and acknowledged and released. So if we are now, maybe other people are different, but I know the, the family, the culture, the religion, everything that I grew up in did not value emotional intelligence. We didn't sit around and have talks about like, you know well when you feel anxiety this is what you need to do no it was just everything's pushed under the rug and that wasn't like that was just that's the culture that we all lived in and so we grew up thinking that that like emotion bad emotions were bad that you know mm-hmm. if we feel sad or we feel scared or we feel we need to hide that we don't right. want to feel angry, especially for women we have been taught do not feel angry do not show that you know Keep a smile on your face. And um, and so those are the things that get trapped when we are needing to feel something, we're needing to to speak up, we're needing in those motion moments mm. when we don't. That's mm-hmm. when things are getting trapped. Um and what I notice in my practice is it's so many women that are coming to me and why I think that is, is because as women, we are more connected to our cycles, to nature, to our intuition, and we're more empathic. We're more intuitive and we do, we, so we take on things just as much as we feel things. And that's, so women are kind of coming in and they've got all their own stuff, but they're also carrying everybody else's stuff too. Oh. Got all their kids stuff. All yes. Their stuff stuff, you know, and it's, so then these women and as kind of the gatekeepers to the family, these women are coming in and they are destroyed. Like they are. And I I remember I was there. Yeah. Like, I just remember not being able to function because my anxiety was so high yeah. and I couldn't pinpoint anywhere to start. And I tried everything. You know, I tried every therapy, every healing diet, every stupid supplement, everything. Yeah. And I was just like, it's gotta be gluten. It's gotta right. be, you know, and right not, you know, and so I, again, this whole journey made me come to this place of realizing how, especially as a woman, I, and every other woman is a very energetic, emotional being. There's nothing wrong with that. There's ways to release this. And then there's ways to go about your day and move through stress and emotions in a much healthier way. There's a way to have how that and that yeah. em- empathy and not get it all stuck and trapped.
1: Yeah. So a couple of things I want to highlight on that that was genius. And then I want to get into how we release it. Um, again, I one of my missions right now is to give help people help women step back into our power. And I feel like when we look at history over time. A lot of the patriarchal world we're living in, and this is not an anti-patriarch conversation, I more want to see the matriarch and the patriarch come together, Mm -hmm. but I feel like in this over, let's just call it the overachiever sort of push on through success oriented society that we're in. We, are, we haven't been given the opportunity to be expressive about our emotions. We haven't been able to show that we're weak. We haven't been able to highlight our intuition. So much of that is missing because our culture doesn't applaud it. So it makes sense to me that it would get pushed down because you feel a little bit like a freak when you start <laughs> to talk about, well, I have an intuitive hit that this is the way I'm supposed to eat, or this is the way, the supplement I'm supposed to take. I mean, I had a woman years ago in my practice that would hold every supplement that I recommended to her, would hold it up to her head and like do like an energy vibe with it. And at the time we thought it was silly. And now I'm looking at it and going, oh, she was a genius. What was I thinking? (laughs) So do you think we're seeing more of this right now? Because we're at that point where women have pushed enough down and we're tired of pushing it down. And we're starting to see conversations like this emerge where women are like, I'm done with this traditional way of living life and I need to do things differently. Do you feel like that culture is changing?
0: I think so. I think, um, you know, I think everything you
1: said was spot on
0: as far as you know, ignoring our intuition, ignoring all that ancient wisdom that we have within ourselves and pushing through type a go, go, go ignore everything. That's just not how we as women work. It's just not, um, for better or for worse, that's just not where we thrive. And so it's finding this beautiful balance between, you know, recognizing that we can't just like lay around all day and feel emotions (laughs) like we have to. Right. It's a good point. It's a very good point. also recognizing that like there's, it's not a bad thing to have emotions, to be connected to your intuition. It's, it's a really beautiful thing. And I think women are there's so many women who are chronically sick and stressed out and anxious and depressed, and they don't know what to do. And a lot of times it's not about doing anything else. Mm. It's about just getting back to your authentic self and allowing some of those more feminine parts to come out. Um, I know for me, it was like, pushing it, like being in my masculine and pushing and pushing and pushing and trying to fix myself, thinking something was wrong, thinking something was broken. And really it was getting, you know, releasing enough of the trapped emotions so that I had enough clarity to realize there's actually nothing wrong with me.
1: Yeah,
0: I've just been chasing my tail for the last 10 years right. and I'm not really, there's, I'm not broken. Right. I'm just, a, I'm just very sensitive. I'm very intuitive. I'm very empathic. I'm a I'm a woman and there's yeah. nothing wrong with any of that. There's nothing to fix. And yeah. so it's normal that we ebb and we flow and things aren't linear and perfect all day every day. So yeah. it's finding this delicate balance and so yes, we have women who are some women who are still sitting in this place of chronic stress, chronic fatigue, chronic everything. And then there's some women who are starting to transform and come out of that and realize I just wasn't living in tune with my authentic self. And I wasn't mm-hmm. living in tune with nature and like my cycles. And I wasn't being who I needed to be and allowing all these emotions to come up to so they can be released. And then when they do, it's yeah, they're they're gonna be the ones with the supplements on their foreheads. So. Right.
1: Good but turn. okay, but but here's the dilemma for for the i call her the rushing woman this is a term i learned from from dr libby weaver like there's so many of us that want to achieve we want to we love our work we're we're like there's so the world is our oyster but our hormones are demanding that there's an ebb and flow to your point so when our hormones, like certain hormones like progesterone show up and we're supposed to be more intuitive and more inner, but we've got a big old work day, we're now hormonally out of balance with, mm-hmm. with what the world has on our calendar and what our body says inside. Yeah. How, how do we work on that day where we have to push past what our biology is telling us to do, because I think that might be where the, a big part of where the emotions are getting shoved down because there's a little bit of resentment and we have to sort of go into this driver state that we weren't hormonally prepared for. Right. No, I, I totally
0: understand that. And I know those days now I have my, my days and my work schedule and all that set up so that I do not burn myself out. When I first started Mm my, my private practice 10, 12 years ago, I was all day, every day, go, go, go. Yep. Kids are in bed, keep working. Me too. And um, that didn't last long. No, <laughs> I, I did that out. for like
1: two decades and I'm trying <laughs> to undo that.
0: Yeah. It did not last long for me. And, um, and so now, you know, I realized, you know, before I was doing 10 clients a day and now I'm like two to four max and I know that's my limit. And so if I think for every woman, if you're working in the home, out of the home, um, stay at home mom, whatever you're doing, it is finding where your limits are and not being, not apologizing for that. Yes. And so even if it's like, shoot, my progesterone's <laughs> spiking and I need to be home and rest and I've got this busy day, I do whatever I can to rearrange that if I need to and then and rest as much as I possibly can. And even if I'm out and having to be out and do things, I will very intentionally slow myself down, you know, where, when that first, you know, estrogens rising, I'm just like out there, go, 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 let's get shit done. Let's go. Yeah. You know, and, um, exactly. When, yeah. Well, and I love great. that moment. That, I, I, I really like that part. Yeah. yeah. That's always really fun. But then I also really honor and welcome the progesterone as well, where it's time to slow down. And even if I'm out running an errand or something, I intentionally slow my body down when I'm doing it. I do not allow the, the rush of the world to infiltrate. And I try to just, I'm like, hey, kids, mom's having a slow day. I need to rest. And, you know, let the kids pick up the slack, let the spouse pick up the slack, you know, rearrange a client, do, like do whatever you can. Um, but also if you can, uh, before that hits, set your, your month up so that you've yes. got time to like, hey, I know that these two weeks of the month, I'm going to be like, all, you know, f- guns firing, like ready to go and getting everything done. So I'm going to put these projects here and then I'm going to slow down and I'm going to work on, you know, quieter work. I'm going to make sure I have time every day to rest. Like for me, it's just downtime every day is a non-negotiable. Like mm-hmm. I just, I, that's just how I work. And I can't, if I, if I push through that, I'm going to be miserable. Yeah. Um, and so it's really recognizing what your body needs, and not apologizing for it empowering yourself to take yep. charge and say mm-hmm. i need i need these two days i need these three days to rest i need i need a rest
1: for an hour every afternoon like whatever it is it's okay there's no yeah. problem with that. oh my god you're totally speaking my language and you're also stepping into a dream that i have for women and that is if we understood our hormones to that level of detail that you just explained, we literally could create a monthly calendar where we're like all the, like, I call it get shit done moments. Like we're going to do in the front half of our cycle. I also like, so I have a new book coming out. That's all about fasting for women and how to time food and fasting to this exact concept. And once I grabbed it, I was like, we could time everything to it. And so I gave different names to the different parts of the cycle. And at ovulation, I call it the manifestation phase because Mm -hmm. you've got estrogen, you've got testosterone. Estrogen gives you great mental clarity. Testosterone gives you great motivation and drive. That's a time. That's a total get shit done moment. Uh, But then the back half, when progesterone comes in progesterone wants you just to chill out and to actually we've, I learned this from John Gray, where progesterone really wants us to be more in community with other women that are chilling out on the couch together Mm -hmm. with us. Mm -hmm. So when we start to look at all this, we're like, wow, we are so primal. We are so tribal. Like how did we get so off course? with something as intrinsically important as navigating our calendar around our hormones. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, I totally, I agree. I'm there with you. You're speaking my language as well. Um, you know, it's it's such a beautiful thing when you realize like, yes. oh, I'm not crazy. Yes. I'm not, there's nothing wrong with me that I'm really tired these two weeks. Like there, there's nothing wrong. And that's-, that's right. That's the lesson I have had to learn over and over again throughout my journey. Is whatever it is, if I'm feeling anxiety or I'm feeling tired or I'm feeling, you know, whatever, it's it's all okay. There's nothing wrong with any of it. There's nothing wrong with our emotions. There's right. nothing wrong with our cycles. If you're tired, you're tired. That doesn't necessarily mean something's wrong. It just right. means that in our society and our masculine, linear society, we're not allowed to be tired. Right. And and say, right. Screw that. I'm going to be tired and I'm going to allow myself to, you know, to rest. Yeah. Um, so it's really beautiful and empowering when you realize this is all how it's supposed to be. It's yeah. we don't have to conform to this, you know, perfect, always energized, always happy, always getting things done, you know, step. Thank one. you.
1: Thank <laughs> you for saying that. And this is what I, w- I hope every woman listening to this. This is why we have to talk about it. And I think prior to this moment in time, it when we talked about being tired, when we said we can't do something, when we are emotional, it's looked at, at on us as being a negative thing. But when you start to look at our hormones, it actually makes perfect sense. And so when women come together and we say, hey, I got to say no this week because I need to, progesterone's coming in or, hey, you know what? You want to start a project together? Let's do it on day 12 of my cycle because I'm going to have all these hormones. Hormones, that's the world that I think would be so cool. So, yes. so with that in mind, with that new world that we would want to have these conversations in, what do we do with the old traumas that have been stuffed down? Because uh, let's just use anxiety as an example. Um, as a, as a, I don't even know where I am in menopause, but I'm 52 year old woman. Um, I will tell you that anxiety will show up and it doesn't seem logical like my mm-hmm. brain will say you gotta run something's not right and so the younger version of me would try to identify wasn't what wasn't right but the older version of me knows that something some tra- physical emotional chemical something is showing up for me to deal with yeah. so how, how lead us through what the emotion code says there like when that shows up how can we actually work through it as opposed to pointing, blaming everybody around us?
0: Yeah. So there's two things. Now I would say anybody who's dealing with kind of a chronic anxiety issue, um, an anxiety issue that prohibits you from living your life, depression, chronic depression, whatever it is, chronic anger, um, finding an emotion code therapist is a great mm-hmm. idea. That's the perfect way to get rid of all that stuff on that subconscious level. And you set it perfectly when, you know, rationally it doesn't make sense to feel the way we're feeling but we still are yeah. and something has been triggered on that subconscious level now if it's just kind of random and it happens every now and then and it's not chronic and not um prohibiting you from really fully living your life that's normal and that's right. okay um, right. so what for those people what i say is you know the the reason why trapped or emotions get trapped is because they are not being acknowledged and validated and mm. so the biggest thing especially when you're in a moment when you're going throughout your day and all of a sudden that adrenaline's there and you're like I gotta run or I feel like I'm gonna die or something's happening and and but and you look around and you say okay nothing nothing in my immediate environment should be provoking that kind of response mm-hmm. um what I always tell people to do is um I liken our emotions to small children. So they are very um, irrational and they they can be, they are very, they can be very loud and they need some attention. And Mm. so very similarly, if you're going throughout your day and you're feeling anxiety, think of it kind of like this little kid who's tugging on your leg, like, Hey mom, look at this thing. Hey mom, look at this thing. And if you are like, "I, I can't deal with this right now, push it away, push it away. That little kid or that anxiety, whatever it is, is not going to go away, right? Mm-hmm. That kid is going to come back and get louder, yank harder, <laughs> and maybe yep. and start maybe start, you know, getting screaming at you, mom, please. I need and same with anxiety. Anxiety is going to do the same thing, like it's going to get louder, it's not going to go away. If we ignore it, it's not going away. So I always say much like you would pause what you're doing and turn to a little child and give them attention for a minute, the same, we need to do the exact same thing with our feelings as they come up. Mm -hmm. So it's taking that moment and pausing whatever we're doing, you know, take a deep breath, put your hand on your heart and just say, Hey, like, okay, what's the message here? I'm feeling anxiety. What's going on is, am I physically, mentally, emotionally safe? you have to answer that yourself. And um, if the answer is yes, then just recognize this is just my body releasing some adrenaline. I'm going to sit here and I'm going to let my body finish doing what it needs to do. And maybe you need to sit and quiet for a minute. Maybe you actually need to get up and jump and stomp and shake Mm -hmm. it out. And it's, it's again, it's tuning into your intuition to figure out what does this emotion need? What does that little child yanking on my leg need? Mm Mm-hmm. So a lot of times, depending on where we are in our cycle, sometimes we need to go for a run and shake that stuff out. Other times we need to sit in quiet and rest and let it pass. Um, And it's allowing ourselves to just recognize nothing wrong is happening. We just need to let this emotion move. Now, sometimes there is a greater message. Now, sometimes, you know, that anxiety is meaning, you know, I'm, I'm not in the right relationship. I'm not in the right career. I'm, you know, there is a bigger message and we need to listen Mm -hmm. to that as well, but kind of that day-to-day stuff, it's really just pausing, acknowledging and just listening to, okay, what do I need now? And, and going and
1: doing that. I I like that. What do I need now? I think what I've been saying I've done is like, what, what is this? Where's this coming from? (laughs) You know, like, what do I need to change or, Um, what is it telling me? And then a lot of times I end up with no answer. And so what do I need now? I think that's a really, really helpful statement. Um, What I've learned about suppressed emotions in the body is sometimes there's not a language to put to them. So when anxiety shows up or depression shows up, it's, it's hard to figure out what it's, what it's telling us. Yeah, Is that what in the, in like, when you're working one-on-one with a woman, is there a strategy to get at like what that emotion is tied to? For sure. There's, and that's where more of my intuition comes in. As
0: I'm working and talking with someone, I will start to get kind of these hits of like, and I'll ask them questions like, okay, talk to me about this for a minute. And, and it'll just be a beautiful conversation of like weaving into kind of where this root cause is. Mm -hmm. And and that's where, you know, we can work together to get to that root cause. And the great thing about that is when we are working on that energetic Level when we work on one thing, if it's anxiety, we're really working on everything. So, if this woman comes to me and she's got headaches and she's got hormone imbalance and she's got anxiety and she's got depression, well, if we they're all connected, it's all branches of the same tree. So, as we get to that root cause, we are working on everything, we're healing the entire yeah. them. Um, it's just getting the body in a place where um, we're getting out of that state of constant fight or flight or freeze so that we can, you know, we can move into something a little bit more authentic and natural. Um,
1: Yeah. So, so some of the emotions uh, that I've noticed just tuning into my body is that it's like the same story keeps coming up. And so do you feel like, you know, as women, as I've studied hormones in more detail, I realized that talking things out, actually really like can have a hormonal change in us. And and again, I go back to John Gray, uh, the men are from Mars, women are from Venus. He's taught me a lot on this, that in order to rebalance testosterone and estrogen, verbally processing is really, really helpful. So do, sure. you, do you feel like talking out, like I'm anxious right now because of this, this, yeah. this, and this. I don't know why, but this is what's running through my head. When you say we've got to let go or get acknowledge that, is that is it yeah. as simple as talking, grabbing our bestie, and being like, "I'm um, this is what I feel right now." Absolutely, it, it can be
0: absolutely. So um, that's the thing is we a, a lot of times as women, again, we're used to pushing things down or holding things in, waiting for the right time or whatever, and just being able to talk to someone, if that's your spouse or a friend or a family member, to just balance like and 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 saying, Hey, I'm feeling this right now and open that conversation up and start talking and make sure it's somebody that obviously that you trust somebody that can give you good advice and they're not sitting there right. with every push down, like, Oh, everything's fine. No, like you don't want that. You want right. somebody who's going to give it to you straight, you know? And so, yes, it can be as simple as, um, talking to someone. And if you don't have anyone to talk to, you can literally just talk to yourself. And I will tell people to do that. Like, Hey, when you're going about your day and you're doing the laundry and all of a sudden you feel angry, you know, stop and say out loud, I'm feeling angry right now and it's okay. And then kind of just pause and see what else comes up and see where that comes, you know, like just, you just start working
1: with it. You, you just gave me a really interesting idea because one of the things that I studied or people I thought leaders I studied for many years was Abraham Hicks. Do you know mm-hmm. Abraham Hicks? Yeah. And so one of the things that, um, you know, their teachings have really been emphasizing is that, you know, if something negative shows up, stop looking at it. And look the other way. And I think that can be helpful. But then on the flip side of that, I've also found great peace in doing exactly what you just said. Like, I'm I'm fucking angry. I'm irritable. I'm anxious. And like, just leaning into it. I did this um over the spring. My you know, my kids have I'm an official empty nester, they've left the nest. Our house was this central hub for all the kids to come hang out on. And so I went into a real deep grief in the in the emptiness of my house. And I kept trying to use the positive of yeah. like, look at all the freedom I have. I'm not, I don't look at all the how clean my kitchen is. And finally one day I was like, no, I'm going into the grief of this. And for about a month or two, I just was in like deep grief, crying every day. And I thought, what am I ever getting out of this? This is horrific. But you know what? After a couple of months of like sitting in that, I came out a happier person. Is is that what you're talking about? Like when we're looking at these stuffed emotions, they stay stuffed if we don't acknowledge them and feel them and bring them out. Yeah,
0: they do. And, you know, there is... uh, there is a time and a place for positivity. Absolutely. But if it is to cover up and band-aid a real feeling that you're having, that's not the time or the place. I'm a very positive, optimistic person, yeah. but then that's kind of my, my default. But when I'm feeling something that's not positive and happy, that doesn't, that doesn't, that's not bad. That doesn't mean you're bringing bad things into your life. You're attracting bad things. It doesn't mean you're going to get sick. It doesn't mean it's just means you're a human and we cannot sugarcoat being a human. And we cannot, you know, we can't put a smile on our face over every that's going back to pushing things down. So yeah, if you've got this grief and you're trying to like pile on positivity with it, that might work acutely for like. A minute or two. Right, right. And guess what? The grief is still there. Yeah. So it is about just, yeah, like I'm grieving. And that's where you are. And it's okay. Mm. It's allowing that grief to move through and do whatever it needs to do. And if one day you're crying and then the next day you feel like you need to go for a walk and then it's just, this is how grief is processing through my body. And if we put this fake Stepford wife thing over top of it, it's never going anywhere. It's going to stay and it's going to fester. It's going to create disease in our body. It's going to create all these trapped emotions and it's never going to go away. And we're not going to be able to, you know, trust ourselves. We're not going to be able to see clearly. We're not going to be able to, you know, be connected to our intuition because all this grief is over, all stuck everywhere. Ugh. And so Brilliant. there's a, there's absolutely a time for positivity, but as a Band-Aid, it does not work.
1: Yeah, yeah. amazing. That was so well said. Hey, Resetters, as we step into the new year, I am so thrilled to invite you on an extremely transformative journey with me in my Reset Academy. So check this out. If you're ready to kickstart your fasting and health journey, which I know so many of you have reached out to us and asked how you customize a fasting lifestyle for you, my Reset Academy is the absolute best place to be. And let's make this year an incredible year for us all. So all you got to do is go visit drmindypelz.com slash Reset Academy to become a member. I can't wait to welcome you. I can't wait to see you on the Zoom calls. I can't wait to be in community with you. And most importantly, let's get your health goals handled. And let's do this together. It's so much better together. Together. So that's drmindypelz.com slash Reset Academy. Excited to see you there. So, where does emotion code work look different from therapy? Like, how how do those look different?
0: So, I always tell people um, there is a time and a place for both. Uh, Talk therapy works just on the cognitive level. So, it stops here. Now, that's a big part of our experience. I'm not, I never say, I never discourage people from not going to therapy. I think therapy is great. But there is a wall that you hit where there's a lot going on in our bodies and our minds that go beyond just the thinking brain. We're 95% subconscious. So a lot of times people will go to therapy, and I have so many clients same story. You know, I've been in therapy for 10 years and I've been able to get over things in two sessions with you that I've been working on for 10 years. I'm like, I know because it's there. It's the
1: subconscious.
0: Yeah. So again, if you're looking at stuff from your childhood and stuff that, you know, maybe repressed memory, things you can't even sit and talk about, because I could sit here all day and say, well, I think my anxiety is because of X, Y, and Z. And I could talk about it for the next three years, but maybe it's not because of X, Y, and Z. Maybe it's because of A, B, and C. And so, you know, and until we work on that subconscious level, there's, we're not getting anywhere. So it's getting subconscious because the body knows exactly what it needs, exactly what it needs to release. And the body knows exactly why that anxiety is there, why that depression's there. and. Again, like your acute grief from being an empty nester, there's nothing to fix there. That's not No, there was nothing, nothing to fix nothing for to sure. Hit. But when we've got this chronic long-term anxiety that doesn't go away, there's something subconsciously there triggering you. And that's where subconscious work is just as is you know, it's very, very helpful. And so I, they're very different. And right. They kind of work in tandem in a way.
1: Is it more like hypnotherapy sort of visualization? How do you access, is it muscle testing? How do you access the body where the motions are and what they are? So I do muscle testing. That's how
0: okay. I do everything. I do it all remotely. Um, I test people. So at the beginning of my session, I tune in energetically to my client's body and their system. And I just muscle test on myself for them. And so Mm -hmm. we muscle test and we clear trapped emotions, we can um, clear all sorts of physical things like toxins, misalignments, all sorts of stuff. And then I also like to do a lot of testing for food intolerances, food allergies, supplements, um, because most everybody that comes to me is a woman who is on some sort of health journey. And and they have been searching for answers, and the body has the answers. And I just am able to tune into that and tell them, "Hey, your body's really wanting sweet potatoes, or your body really doesn't want this thing or that." And so it's it's uh, muscle testing and a lot of my own intuition that goes into it.
1: And is it like where you know after you've had a couple of sessions with with a woman, um, now you've reflected, you've cl- we've you've cleared energy, you've reflected back uh, what they may want to lean into. Um, one of my, my challenges with therapy just in general is you have to keep going over and over and over again. And one of my beliefs about the body is that the body is so perfect and it heals itself. So is this, can you look at it? Like you, you look down at your car and there's just a lot of dust on and dirt on the top of the car. It's time to wash the car. And then the car's clean for a little while until you have to wash it again. Is is that how emotions stored emotions work? So yeah, I always tell people this is
0: not a life sentence. And if it was, I wouldn't be doing my job right. Right. The body is it can heal itself. Now, what I'm doing is so if you fall down and scrape your knee and you don't um you don't clear it out and you put a band-aid on, like it's gonna get infected and gross. My job, that's what happens, those are trapped emotions. My mm. job is to go in and clean the wound and then then your body does. And then you go, right. Yeah. yeah." So it's not my job to heal you. It's my job to get the shit out of the way that is keeping you stuck from healing. It's keeping your body biochemically stuck in fight or flight. And once that stuff is out of the way, once we clear that wound, the body knows exactly how to heal inside, outside, every side. So, um, so it's not, we don't have to, it's not this ongoing, long process. A lot of times what my clients do is we have kind of like a, an upfront, you know, depending on three to five sessions kind of just depending on where you're at and what you need to work on. Um, so we kind of start with a few upfront and then I just say, Hey, let's just give it some time and see how you feel. Um, A lot of times at that point, people are done. They don't need any more. And then other times uh, I have a lot of clients who like to do just like a monthly tune up session where, you know, it is that sense of like, oh, the car got dirty again. Like we're living our life and we're feeling stressed come up and, you know, or, say, Hey, something traumatic happened. Can you help me? Um, you know, and so I have clients that come back as needed or just come back every month or two, just to kind of clear everything off and keep them feeling balanced. So it's not an ongoing, you know, right. forever needed kind yeah. of thing. No.
1: Which, which I think is brilliant because the body heals itself. And that if there's One thing I'll go to my grave saying over and over again is the body's perfect. And when, when we don't feel like we're living in a perfect body, it's really an interference that is, is stopping that. So, and and then I'm also thinking about how emotions are stuck in the cells. That was Bruce Lipton's work, right? So um, I'm curious if people's natural healthy habits that they're already doing work better, Um, because you clear the emotions, now that same supplement is going to be more effective for you. Well, one of the things I preach in fasting is that with fasting, you're getting rid of old senescent cells. So you're getting rid of the traumatized cells. But if the thought pattern is still there, you're going to keep, making more traumatized cells. So, so when you're working with somebody, you're working on the past traumas that got stuffed, but then are you giving ideas on how to make sure we don't keep stuffing? Yes.
0: Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so I created an online course called rooted in health and that's where that talks about. That's kind of what I give my new clients as far as like, I'm going to do the subconscious work. Here's the work, the conscious work for you to do. And that's kind of the therapy, emotion code therapy differences. Here's the things you can do day to day. Um, I'm going to work on that subconscious level. And that's kind of where, you know, where I give them the tools for that. Um, and and yes, the body and I mean, exactly what you said, the body is perfect, the body knows exactly what to do. Um, sometimes we just get we get a little muddled. And the more that we can clear things out of those cells, If it's emotions, if it's toxins, if it's whatever, the body can come back to this natural state of being, and it's so beautiful to witness someone being in this place of being stuck and being overwhelmed and stressed and you know confused and all of it, and then clearing some of the stuff out, and all of a sudden they're them again, and it's just you know, I mean, I'm sure you see this too. It's just beautiful.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, it's, that's what I, again, I go back to what I love about fasting is that it's free and anybody can learn to do it. And it has this cleansing experience, but the part that most people don't realize is that those emotions are in the cells as well. So as you're cleansing them out, but I also after watching so many women heal their hormones that there's patterns of thought, there's stories we've created in our heads, there's emotions we've pushed down. I love what you said about us being so empathetic, and I, I really think we want to highlight that. That's a part of our superpower, and yet we are in this world that that has we have to we've conformed to. Yeah. So, uh, do you feel like if we look at the direction that women can really thrive in? Is there going to be this emotional range of high and low as women start to express themselves more? Um, And how do we tell the people around us that this is completely normal and this is part of my healing journey?
0: (laughs) Um, That's a great question. I think, yeah, I think as women, we naturally have these highs and lows um, and there is nothing wrong with it. And to make sure that our partners and our families are on board with understanding that and supporting that, you know, that's the best way that we can thrive. And we know as the women and the mothers in these homes, we know that we are the ones setting the the vibe for the whole place, right? Amen. if we're off, off, everybody's off. Amen. So the best way to support ourselves is to make sure that they all know, hey, mom needs to rest mom needs help with the dishes today. Mom needs help, you know, whatever. Um, because, and it, everybody's going to benefit from that. Um, and yeah, it's, it's okay to not feel a hundred percent all day, every day. And I think that wellness culture has created this fake story in our minds of, well, if I just cut out gluten, then I'm going to feel like a million bucks all day, every day. And that's bullshit. It's absolute bullshit. Um, food is great. All supplements are great, blah, 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 blah. But like, it is really about getting back to your authentic self, honoring your cycles, honoring those ebbs and flows, um, acknowledging and honoring what we're feeling and giving ourselves what we need, whatever that means, you know, not, not holding ourselves to this standard of, I need to be doing hit workouts every day. And I need to be doing this every day and this every day. And I should, you know, work on these clients and finishing this and blah, and my house should
1: be perfect and everything. No, like then no. we're just- Right. (laughs) Right. But that's what. I mean, I really hope people listening, you know, I hope this gives us an excuse to be uh, perfectly imperfect, you know, because the the female body and hormones are there to motivate us and retract us for us Mm -hmm. to feel euphoria and to feel sadness. And this is the beautiful part. Of the woman experience, and I love living in a female body because I can have all all of this whole spectrum. Yeah. But our culture has put us into a little box. Yeah. So I just adore what you're doing. And have you are you seen any changes like on hormonal tests? I, I'd love to take a woman who's like having hormonal struggles, have them work with you, and then do another yeah. hormone test and see what changes. So, well, the only one that I've been able to do
0: is my own. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay. Well, maybe we should do me. Uh, You can do
1: that because I just did one, but go ahead.
0: Yeah. So, um, so I was a patient of Zach Bush's 12, 15 years ago, and we were at this crossroads where my, like we couldn't, my, something was going on. I wasn't feeling right. We were trying all these things. My thyroid labs were, were not normal, but we were like, we could not, we could not, no matter what we tried, we could not get them within normal range. And then I started working with an emotion code practitioner and I went back to Zach and I was like, Zach, I feel better. Mm. Like, I don't know what this thing is. It's weird, but like I feel better. And he's like, "Okay, we got to figure out." Because he was just as stumped as I was, trying to figure out how to help. And so, you know, we worked together, and we start we started running labs. Within six weeks, my labs were normal, and he was just like, "This is, you know, you got to learn how to do this." I'm like, "Okay,
1: (laughs) that That is so great." um, Yeah. So it
0: was, you know, for me, it's if I can keep myself in a place of honoring myself of keeping myself balanced emotionally then my hormones stay in balance. Yeah. If I honor what I need and if that's rest today and a hit workout tomorrow or um you know I feel really good today and I feel really sad tomorrow and all of it's okay and I allow myself I just allow myself to be who I am that everything stays in balance. And one other thing I just I wanted to mention was you know, this, going back to that, that idea of carrying these stories in ourselves and these, Mm. these thoughts, these negative belief systems, the biggest thing that I have found in myself and in my practice is that women carry these stories of there's something wrong with me. Yeah. And that is the thing that affects us so deeply on that cellular level where if we really believe that deep down in ourselves then our physical mental emotional bodies are going to express that somehow yeah. and we are going to stay stuck in cycles of always ne- always needing to be fixed always needing someone else to fix us always needing to change our diet always needing to change our workout routine always needing to you know and and that's that is that cycle that we need to get out of as women mm. is thinking That because I'm tired today, or because I'm anxious today, there's something wrong with right, right. There's not, there's nothing with you. And it's changing that belief system to there's nothing wrong with me. And then we realize we're okay. And we're not wasting a thousand dollars a month on useless supplements. And we're not, you know, and we can actually tune back into who we really are and live from that place and not live from this place of constant, you know, trying to better ourselves, but from yeah. a really easy way,
1: you know? Yeah. Oh my God. I love that. And I also feel so empowered in this self-healing ability of our body and what I hear you say is remove the interference and the emotion code is a huge part of removing the traumatic interference. Yes. So, sure. um, and, and, you know, this it's everybody's health is a puzzle, right? We've got to put it all together. So um, it's, this is a missing piece that I see for so many women. So mm-hmm. I, I appreciate you geeking out on me. We didn't even get to to talk about uh, nature uh, and the <laughs> healing power of nature, Let me, right before I ask you my final question, where does, where does nature fit into the woman's cycle into a woman's <laughs> trauma? Let's just go there.
0: Well, we are nature. So it's ah. that, that is what it is, right? So, yeah. Brilliant. Um, yeah. So, you know, another beautiful example I always tell people is like, if you look at a tree And it is there, you know, you're plopped onto earth. There's one tree. You've never seen a tree before. You have no idea what's going on. You're going to see that tree go through the cycle of nature through uh, spring, summer, fall and winter. When fall and winter hit, you're going to think that tree is dying. You're going to think something's wrong with this tree. I'm going to throw. And what are you going to do? You're going to throw green juice on it. You're going to throw, you know, fish oil on it. You're going to (laughs) throw like, oh my gosh, this tree is dying. There's something wrong with it. And then in spring, that tree looks like it's coming back to life. And it's like, Oh, thank goodness. I threw that green juice on it. Mm -hmm. When in reality, this is just the cycle of nature. We, we have, we don't, we don't need to, we can't control that. We have no control over that. We don't, we don't make the tree um, rebirth itself in spring. It just does that. And we Mm -hmm. are as women, I mean, all of us, but specifically women, we are a part of that cycle. And so if you are in winter right now, there's nothing wrong, right? There's not, and there's nothing you can do. And there's nothing you can do. You have to just, you have to enjoy it. You have to embrace it. Like if you want that to be, if you want your winter to be a better experience, you just have to embrace it. You know, like put on your warm coat and get cozy because it's winter time and spring is coming. Spring always comes. And I think that's, that's just, we've forgotten mm. that, and we mm. we get into these cycles of winter if that's just our monthly cycle or a cycle of you know, grief or a cycle of depression or sadness or whatever. And we think, Oh my gosh, this is it, yeah. I'm dying, it's yeah. never gonna go away. And then yeah. we, you know, we throw all the stuff on it like we can throw it a tree, and you know, it, it's we're going to heal and we're going to rebirth when it's time, yeah. no matter how much we throw at it. Yeah, um,
1: well, so I. Yeah. I dream, I I love I love that analogy, and I got to tell you that I really dream of a of a world where women have more conversations like this, and that we give ourselves permission to be in that winter, um, and then we have to train or the world how to deal with us in winter. And we're yeah. seeing glimmers of it. I don't know if you know that the uh, it, Spain has just did a countrywide menstrual leave that women. Oh, can I take- saw that. Yeah, three days out of out of the month, and they can just what and no questions asked. They can just say when they need to leave. We're also seeing evidence of it in the workplace. There's a lot of uh discussion around menopause in the workplace and how women going through menopause need some extra mental support as because you miss you're you're taking all those hormones away. So I, I just say all that, Megan, to say conversations like this and the work like you're doing this is going to transform women's health. So I just, your words have hit really hard, hit really well on my heart. And I love what you're up to.
0: Oh, thank you so much.
1: So, and then let me finish with this this question. So, you know, when we started, 22, 2022, I don't even know what year we're in anymore. Um, I felt like we came off two years of us just bitching and moaning about the world and we all lost sight of gratitude. So I made this year, this the theme of this season, gratitude. So do you have a gratitude practice? Uh, if so, what is it? And what are you grateful for in this year, 2022?
0: Um, so I have a, a much more... Um you know, day-to-day gratitude practice years ago. And kind of what I like to do now is every evening at dinner with the kids, we just sit down, we go around, we talk about our day and we try to talk about something that we're grateful for. And, um, and I think it's, You know, I think that's so that's such a great thing to do. Oh yeah. For ourselves, but also for our kids too, to just to help that perspective shift, you know. Um, especially in this day and age, we can we we start to just numb out to how great we really have it. Um the thing I am grateful for is I'm getting married this year. Oh (laughs) yeah! I almost husband.
1: (laughs) That's amazing. That's amazing. I love that. So where do do people find you, Megan? I have a feeling we've probably stirred a lot of thought process uh, and thoughts going on in women in our community. So how do people find you? Yep. So I'm on Instagram at Harmony Restored. My website is just
0: harmony-restored.com. Um, I also have a nonprofit camp, Nature Camp for Autistic Children. That website is Um,
1: And you can reach out to me in any of those avenues. Amazing. Amazing. Well, thank you for this conversation and let's keep having it. Let's keep bringing this kind of level of communication amongst women. And then the more we understand ourselves, the more we can teach people how to take amazing care of us. So thank you, Megan. So appreciate you. Thank you so much for joining me in today's episode. I love bringing thoughtful discussions about all things health to you. If you enjoyed it, we'd love to know about it. So please leave us a review, share it with your friends, and let me know what your biggest takeaway is.